At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Wednesday morning, November 23rd, 2022. It is the Beating the Book podcast for week 12 in the National Football League. A uh, day earlier this week because of Thanksgiving. Uh, so we want to get it in, as they say. I don't think they say get it in for that context. You know, different context, but you know what I mean. Uh, with me, Skill, Ale- Skill Alexander, by the way. With me, Jeff Parles in studio. Jeff Parlay, how you doing, man? It's uh, interesting. Uh, interesting few days, I would say. The holidays, the World Cup is underway. Oh, it's great. Mike Michael White is is starting for the New York Jets on Sunday now. Michael White, uh, one of the best Chris Andrews stories uh, ever. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's a. Uh, it's good to be here, as always. Good to have you. Yeah. Jeff is a host at VEASAN, of course, and Todd Wishnev from his mom's Cork Attic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who is uh, actively betting college basketball while this happens. We're betting the World Cup as well. How you doing, Toddy? You good? Hey, hey, hey. I'm betting the uh, American Georgetown Gilly Memorial uh, <laughs> tournament. It's, uh, it's based on Gilly Ice's Washington, D.C. boyhood home. So they are they bringing him out at halftime. So we might have to lose him for a bit. <laughs> bringing me out at halftime. It's the Battle of yeah. Northwest DC. And ladies and gentlemen, big treat this week is what has become an annual appearance on this show. This show, um, how can I how can I say it properly? Upon whose shoulders it has been built, ladies and gentlemen, you know him as Ace. You know him as VR. You know him as Vegas Runner. It's Ace Vegas Runner. How you doing, man? Never better, brother. And thank you. It is 2022. Thank you for using my proper pronouns before we start. <laughs> excited, man. Really excited. Great. Perfect time to have me on with Thanksgiving weekend because we have a couple of days. People are off from work. They're looking to drop some bombs. We got nothing but prime time. So uh, perfect timing, man. I'm excited. And I've already unloaded 
Uh, so we got some good, good gold to share with the uh, viewers. <laughs> I miss that about you. I like everything on this card. My, thank you for using my proper pronouns. <laughs> that is so awesome. By the way, guys, just I, we we try not to get uh, political on this show, but uh, you know, you know how your phone gets pushed articles. I was pushed an article about it's about some actress and some actor. I don't know why I got pushed the article. I don't know why I read it, but I started reading it, and I consider myself a fairly intelligent human being. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I started reading it and I couldn't understand what I was reading. And so I had to double back and read it again. Why? Because the guy that they were referring to in the article, they didn't refer to him as he and him. They referred to him as they. So it required two readings for me to understand what I was reading. Now I ask you, are we going to really do this? This is like a major publication. We really going to do that with the pronouns in publications? Well, I think if you're over 300 pounds, you should be allowed to be they, because that's a lot of people. <laughs> You calling me over three hundred pounds? What are you? What are you saying? No, no saying, one's three hundred pounds on the show anymore. Be, Come on now. I used I used to be over three hundred pounds, so I feel like I want to continue to have the right to call myself they. Because <laughs> you were more than one person. Yeah, oh, and then I also see. the fact that you know a lot of times you say, "Oh, well, we have this team in the first half, so you know you want to be a we as opposed to uh, an I." Uh, not, <laughs> not not really what I think they were going for in the article, but I, I know, understand it was what a you're joke. saying. I was just I was just I joking, Gilly. But over three hundred. By the way, just so you know, in the over three hundred division, I was in the top ten worldwide in tennis over three hundred, right. and now I've lost that designation now uh, that I'm so thin. As I've told, as you've told us before, what is your current weight, yes. Todd Wishnev? What is your current weight? I'm a, right around 203 204 all right wow, good for you good for him is right all right let's do this thanksgiving three day three games on thanksgiving of course uh leading into a full slate of week 12 games we start though with a couple things vr that we sort of added to the show since you've been here with us which is and i think i already know the answer to this the dumbbell of the week it's got to be unanimous i'd like to i'd like to please you 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 want you want to handle it tiny because i think we're all in agreement here This this hackett has got to go. I'm, I've had enough. From the you can't get the play in on time. Okay, your own team, your own fans were counting down the play clock earlier in the season, and now, okay. First of all, before we get into the one that's just going to drive me crazy, there was a point in I believe in the first half where it was a holding. It was either first and twenty or second and seventeen. He took first and twenty. That's yes. not a good option, folks. I forgot Second about that Second and 17 one. Yep. Yeah. is better than first and 20. What are you doing? That is not that hard to figure out. You should know that by watching any football game that first and 20 is not as good as second and 17. Okay, that whatever. Even the I'll announcer, even the announcer figured that out at the time, which they're usually I not mean, present to do so, but he did. I'll let that go. Now, the second thing is... Melvin Gordon pretty much fumbles every time he touches the ball, certainly around large men on the interior of an offensive or defensive line. <laughs> Maybe let's not give him the ball every time and inside the five yard line so he can give you a heart attack and somehow his own team gets it. But the you, boy you, hold on, hold ball. on, hold on. Let's just give context. You are referring to the end of the first half. Denver was up 10 to seven. They actually had it second in goal at the four, excuse me. It was second and two at the four or second. And I believe it was second and two at the four. no, Second and goal at the four, something like that. Anyway, they were in a very favorable position. And on the third down play, Melvin Gordon fumbled. Denver was lucky enough to recover it, and then they got their field goal blocked. So, yes, that was that. Uh, unbelievable. And, he, and okay, by the way, he then, just, he, then was submi- another... he then was yeah. cut. We should finish. Oh, thank you. He then was cut right after you know the next day. <laughs> so that's part of the story, too. Okay, whatever. It's just another time they were inside the five-yard line and they don't score, which is maybe put 
you know, that's only happened 800 times this year. Now, the worst is at the end of the game. It's third down with like a minute 55. We've seen this a thousand times. No timeouts left for the Raiders. It's two minutes, you run two the ball, minutes exactly. Let's be, let's run be accurate. Run the ball, take the sack, do whatever you have to do, and the Raiders get the ball back with 115, no timeouts, very deep in their own end, and they got to get a field goal to tie. Now, I'm not saying that they're not going to get a field goal. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but you certainly want to make sure you get rid of the 45 seconds and of course they russell wilson rolls out throws the incomplete pass now the raiders have all kinds of time and of course you know they go down they almost got the touchdown to win the game right there right of course they they end up losing the game but anyways the point is mr nathaniel hackett must be a very nice guy i don't know maybe he is maybe he isn't the bottom line is he's not ready to be a head coach in the national football you forgot one todd you forgot another one so on that, that on that Raiders drive after after Russell oh, Wilson yeah. threw the incomplete <laughs> pass, so the Raiders quickly matriculate downfield on like three passes. Right, they end up first and goal at the seven, and oh, and, and so so I I'm taking notes right for guessing lines. I'm taking notes, so I turn my head away, and I'm assuming, God forbid, I assume with Hackett, I'm assuming that the Raiders spike the ball. To, to, to set up a second and goal. No, the Broncos called a fucking timeout. <laughs> All right. Sorry, to sorry. give the Raiders sorry time to remember the Raiders didn't have any timeouts, which means there was going to be at least another five, ten, ten second runoff. Plus, they're going to lose it down because they're going to have to spike the ball, just like you said. So that's incredible. It's incredible. Mismanagement. Uh, He's got know, to so go. I, You're right. He's got to go. I mean, look, I, I'm sure that he, maybe he's a good coach. Maybe he's a smart guy. I don't know, but he's not ready yet. He's he's so bad, though, and this is getting to betting, that legitimately, when you're handicapping a Broncos game, you have to, for a moment, consider his impact. You really do. You're like, this guy might be worth negative two points. He really well, might last be. week when, when when I took him, I said, I don't want to take him. I don't want to take him. I don't want to take him. Yeah. 50 times I said, I don't want to take him. And then, of course, I took him. Me too. And, of course, you know, I deserved everything I get. Yeah. So there you go. Thank um, you. You know, no, not to bet on Nathaniel Hackett. It's really not that hard, folks. It's <laughs> really not that hard. He's been swept by Josh McDaniels. The Raiders have 66% of their wins this year against the Broncos. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to know. Don't shortchange it. It's 66.7. Excuse me. I forgot the the obvious point, the the, uh, decimal there. We're going to get tweets. (laughs) 66.66. I pissed off the math people again. Sorry. Ah, yes, you keep doing that. (laughs) All right. And then um, what do we do after that? Oh, yeah. I just have a quick quick in-game that I want to talk about. We talked about this on text a little bit. The the, uh, Chiefs... Charger game. Uh, there was 10:34 to go in the second quarter. The yes. Chargers are down 13-10. They're getting the ball. They're also getting the ball to start the second half as well. At that moment, I got plus four and a half on the Chargers. I loved it because of the fact I saw the Chargers are moving the ball. It's hard in the NFL to beat a team by four and a half if the other team can move the ball. It certainly looked like the Chargers were going to be able to move the ball. Plus, I had all the favorability of them getting the ball right then, also getting the ball to start the second half. I just thought four and a half was too much. Took the four and a half, ended up getting home. But I I think a bigger issue and it was something you talked about that you had Tennessee on Saturday again I, had, I mean no, you had, had South, South Carolina, Carolina yeah. against Tennessee because Remember, folks, the algorithms are all based on the pregame number. So in the South Carolina-Tennessee game, or even in this football game that I was just talking about with the Chiefs, it was plus 22 before the game, South Carolina. If South Carolina can move the ball at will, which they could, 
You're not covering 22. You're not covering 11. You're not covering 12. You may not even win the game. They didn't win the game. And and plus 10, plus 11, plus 5, plus 7, all those pluses were available and you were you were pounding them. So, you know, that's I, one thing you need to know about in-game. I did a whole rant on that yesterday on a numbers game, which is exactly what you said. At 21 to 7, I go in there and I'm like, well... Let me suspend my thought for a second about the preflop number, the 22 and a half. What ought South Carolina be right? What should they be right now? And you go in, because as you said, it's formulaic, it's derivative. The algorithm is derivative of the preflop. They were plus five and a half, and they were still plus 213 or plus 220 on the money line. I grabbed the money line when they were up 21 to seven. I grabbed it again when Tennessee had a, had a fourth and goal down 21 to seven. Tennessee ended up converting that, by the way. But then when South Carolina went back up 28 to 14, bet them again at north of $2, then it was 28 to 17, uh, excuse me, 28 14, uh, bet them at plus 162. Then when it was twenty-eight to seventeen, bet them on the on the on the spread at plus three and a half. Anyway, to your point, those are the opportunities in betting because so because of the nature of a podcast, we have to talk about everything pre-flop. But the reason we bring up in-game is because when you look at your betting pie at the end, what you actually win on, pre-flop is just a portion of that pie. You've got to be present for those in-game opportunities. There was never a better example than that South Carolina-Tennessee game. And the more you can recognize that, and the more you can be aggressive and pound this. Now, by the way, it might not have worked, right? That's Tennessee got close. Dogs, right? Dogs fade sometimes, but sometimes they but don't. the more and you, it, if I could just finish, the more you put yourself in those positions, right, the better off you're going to be. Right. That's yeah, especially that's, yeah. especially if you get to keep some points still for them to fade late. You know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes these dogs do fade, but you could pretty much tell in that game this is going to be a close game because South Carolina is not getting stopped the whole time. So, anyways, it just yeah. something interesting. And I thought that the the Chargers, uh, you know, Chargers uh, Chiefs game was a perfect example of that. That the Chiefs weren't going to dominate that game if they're not going to stop the Chargers every time. So I started out this NFL season on fire through nine weeks. On this show, I was 20 and 7. And I have just screeched to a halt. I lost two 14 point leads two weeks ago. And then this past week. One you didn't deserve. One loss, one loss you and Jeffrey. I have to give you both. And then you this, did not deserve and the then, Jets. Game. And then this week, we lost on the Jets and the Broncos, or I did, on both of those teams. So I just feel like the, the Plinko chip has just aggressively gone against me. Another 0 and 3 for me. What else for everybody? Gilly moves to 20 and 13 with his 0 and 3. Did deserved much better in the Patriots game. Jeffrey moves to 19 and 14, just a game back. Wow. And I am eight. I got it right, Jeffrey. I went one and two last week. Yeah, that's right. One and two. And I I am at 18 and 15, just two games back. Um, uh, The guest seat had a terrible week as well. 17 and 16 now for the guest. So 2019, uh, 18, 17. That's where we are now. mm, Yep, exactly. And the teasers, uh, you guys each have four after the Vikings decided not to show up. In Dallas, uh, four wins, seven losses. I'm two, eight, and one on the teaser. And the guest seat is still seven and four on the teaser. The teaser, the guest chair on the teaser has been awesome. All right, uh, Ace. We uh, we apologize for the uh, the preamble there, but that's uh, that's how we start each show now. So let's get. Actually, I was just betting Canada plus one as we speak. Wait, so wait, say again, say again. I was just betting Canada in the World Cup at plus one as we speak because it's that time of day where things are coming in so early. So no, I, I, I'm listening to everything you're saying, but also oh, having that, to move a little bit as I, as we're getting through this. I have the draw in that game. After this, okay. one. I, I got, got plus one, plus one, minus one oh five. 
I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually on the same thing Ace is, even though uh, this uh, podcast will be out uh, right as yes. the game is starting. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So let's, usually we say, hey, any thoughts on the Thursday night game? Because we do this Thursday morning. Let's just sort of throw in the three Thanksgiving games. And really, we probably I should pick on one of them. Yeah. So maybe we should just get into the best bets and yeah. see if any okay. of the Thanksgiving games uh, okay. qualify. Ace, we start with you. You know the format better than anybody. What's your first play, sir? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, listen, I bet all three games on Thursday. I, I really did. And, and two of them I, I really liked the signs. I'll tell you first off, I bet the Buffalo Bills immediately at, at minus nine. I bet them again at minus nine and a half. Um, I know a lot of bettors are looking to use them in a teaser. I, I If it's not a long teaser, I, I just don't do it as badly as I want to tease them down. Maybe use six and a half points or seven points. I just don't do it. Um, I, I try to keep things simple and stick to, to certain rules that, that at least I know historically have been profitable. Um, unless there's some data recent with a big enough sample size to change my mind, I just don't do it. I, I, I try to keep it simple. Um, so for me, I wanted to use Buffalo, obviously, in a teaser, wanted to use Dallas in a teaser, but the smart books that move them up, they just don't qualify for me. For other bettors that are a little more out on the risk curve, I think it's a, it's an obvious move to use Buffalo. Listen, they're the number one power-rated team in the NFL. I, I Maybe what some of you guys may disagree, but I think they're favored over anyone over a neutral field. I don't think they win the Super Bowl. In fact, I bet a future on Kansas City and a future on the Dallas Cowboys about a week and a half back. Um, because in football, again, it's not a seven-game, five-game series where a higher probability of the cream rising to the uh, the top. And in one game sample size, any there's a lot of randomness involved. So again, Buffalo may be the best team power rating wise, but I don't think they'll be able to get it done. They just have shown that even with all that quality on paper, they just lose games they shouldn't. You shouldn't have lost against Minnesota. You shouldn't have lost at the Jets. You shouldn't have lost at Miami. Like if you're a dominant team, you win those games. You don't lose close games to bad teams. And 
that's why you're still getting some value on an otherwise team that would be so um, out of the value, like for value betters. You wouldn't even consider them um, because they're going to be bet on week in and week out. There's the premium attached, obviously. It's something everyone talks about. Um, and that's why I do think you get value still on the Buffalo Bills. And also, again, the team with the highest point, best point differential in the NFL also reflects that high power rating. Um, I just don't think you fade them here against a Detroit team where it's the perfect storm. They've outperformed the betting market of late. And why shouldn't they? They went over a stretch of five or six weeks where they underperformed it so badly. I mean, they, they underperformed by 24 points against New England, 11 points against Dallas, six points against Seattle. So in those three weeks, they underperformed the betting market by 43 points. Of course, it's going to come back the other way towards the mean. And that's why they covered three straight games. But as you can see, two of those were coin flips. It's Thanksgiving. Detroit will get some love. I, I think it's the wrong side. Bet uh, Buffalo. They win this one easily double digits. Turns into a blowout in the second half. All right. Ace goes with the Buffalo Billiards. What What are you giving him? Buffalo nine, minus nine, nine and a half. Nine, nine and a half. Yeah. Nine, okay. nine and a hizzy. Yeah. Nine and a hizzy. Uh, Thanksgiving. Early Thanksgiving morning. The Bills' nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Lions, who have the longest winning streak in the NFC currently at three games. The Detroit Lions. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I know. Todd? What a conference. Todd, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go under 45-and-a-half. Is that what you have in the Dallas game? Mm, let me check. Uh, he's back on the Dallas Unders again. I got 45-and-a-half for you, Toddy. I got 45-and-a-half. Yeah. Okay, yeah, give me under 45 and a half in the Dallas Giants game. Um, you know, as I've said all season, I think the most dominant uh, portion of any football team this year is the Dallas front four and pass rush. It's been unbelievable. Uh, I was worried that they were going to get to Cousins, which is why I didn't like uh, the Vikings last week because of uh, Cousins' uh, statuesque uh, ability. And, you know, <laughs> that is exactly what happened. The Dallas Cowboys uh, pass rush might wreak havoc on Mr. Daniel Jones as well. I don't see the Giants uh, being a huge offensive team. And this is the kind of team that Dallas just kind of, you know, just eats up and spits out. It is a divisional game, so I'm hoping on the Giants being able to keep the score down. Dallas just had a big scoring game, you know, winning whatever, what was the final, 37-3, 43, whatever the final score three. was. Yep. So I'm hoping that they can, you know, typically you don't see teams, you know, scoring 37, 40 points two weeks in a row. So I'm thinking Dallas might slow down a bit here on offense, and I think they're going to be great on defense. I think that's the one, the one side of the ball you can really count on uh, with the Cowboys. So you know, I think the Giants could get more than 14 points here. I don't see it. 31-14 still gets you under. Give me under 45 and a half with the Dallas Cowgirls. You got it, Jeffrey Parlay. This card is brutal this week. You know, my thing is, I'm like ace. This, this of all the weeks to have ace on. I never like a lot. Uh, guessing lines, I was like, I like way too okay, much. Okay, so I'm the complete opposite this yeah. week because everything. I'm with came, Jeffrey. I everything, everything came within a point of what I what I would have made it this week for the most part. And the biggest differential that I had was, and I'm sh I'm sure I won't regret this. I'm taking four and a half with the Atlanta Falcons oh. against your commode skill. Like it. uh, uh, wait, uh, wait, it's four, I think. By the way, isn't it? 
I, I see four and a halfs all over. Yeah, over yeah. four and a half now. Yeah, it got hit this yeah, morning. Yeah, it went back off. Yeah, it, hit, it got hit this morning. I'm, lo- I'm looking at my screen. It's fours everywhere. By the way, this the reason that I'm being adamant about the spread is because I'm oppo you here. Talk okay, you well, what do you what do you I have I have a lot of four and a half. I, I have five four and a half in front of me. Want. Yeah. So do you right want to yeah, how about I this? Do you want to how about this compromise? You want to take four with Washington? You give me four and a half with Atlanta? Is that allowed? Can we allow that? It's really it's really not allowed. It's Thanksgiving now. Break, Come on now. Well, but, but, but you it's can pre- break the rules. But hold on, it's pretty evenly spaced. Like I'm seeing just as many fours as four and a halves on my screen. Article three twelve dot. Oh shut the hell up, Todd states shut that up a game cannot have two different lines for two different uh, hosts <laughs> but if you guys want to do it I, i'm okay with it's a holiday it's thanksgiving why the hell not okay all well, right i mean i think it's legit actually i think it's legit because yeah. it is pretty yeah. well split look i know I, I i know the commanders have been winning i know with heineke they've been winning games they have players chase young's coming back this week he is but this really feels. Everyone was going after the Giants for smoke and mirrors earlier in the year, and oh, it sure seems like sure you. seems like that was correct for going after that. This is smoke and mirrors with Washington. They're still not really <laughs> moving the ball. Last week, Davis Mills wasn't the preseason Hall of Famer that I called him. He was shit in that game against the <laughs> Commanders, and that game was over immediately. So, I, look, I, I, not that I like Atlanta. I think the Falcons have done as well as they could with the roster they have. This is a field goal game to me. So that's why I'm taking the four and a half with the Falcons on the road. I'm sure I will regret it early, but we'll see what happens. I'm snaking. We'll start with Washington. I'm I'm laying the four with Washington, widely available. Uh, Atlanta really benefited from the Cordero Patterson kickoff return for a touchdown last week against the Bears. They were minus two in turnovers in that first half and somehow uh, were tied. And the somehow was because largely of that Patterson Kickoff return for a touchdown. They were outgained by the Bears, 288 to 280. They were out time of possession, 35, 10 to 24, 50. They were only two of nine on third downs. Washington, meanwhile, crushed the Texans. I don't know how much of that is the Texans, how much of that is Washington. I'll concede that. But they destroyed them. And Taylor Heineke now is the uh, Washington starter, and he is the permanent starter now per Ron Rivera, 4-1 and one versus Carson Wentz, 2-4. and four. So I am taking Washington. I'm laying the four. I actually think this team is headed to the playoffs, and I think they're going to surpass the Giants. Their schedule lends itself to that. I think Washington is a sneaky team to sneak into the playoffs, which brings me, because we're snaking here, to my number two pick, which is the Dallas Cowboys, much like Ace is laying the wood with the Bills. I'm laying the wood with the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Um, What do you guys see, nine and a half? Nine and and a half. Nine and a half. Nine and a half everywhere. Uh, Bill Barnwell, now we all know that that the Giants have been smoking mirrors this year. Bill Barnwell actually quantified it in an article uh, that he wrote for ESPN.com. Much of it has to do with, and we'll just go through a few things. Giants are 5-1 and one in games decided by 7 points or fewer. Uh, their biggest win has come by 8 points. They've been outscored. This is heading into last week. They were outscored 131-123 to through the first three quarters, but then they were magically plus 22 in the fourth quarter of the game uh, of games, which ranks 5th in the league. Um, you know, you can't really plan on that. Their defense actually ranked 26th in EPA per play outside the red zone, but somehow in the red zone, inside the 20, they've allowed T- 
teams to, you know, they've allowed teams to make it to the red zone the third highest rate on a per-game basis, but they're only allowing those offenses to convert 38.2% of the time heading into last week, a mark topped only by the Broncos. So really just, by the way, first and second down, they're the league's fourth worst defense by EPA per play. Then magically on third and fourth down, they morph into the third best defense. You know, despite the fact that opposing offenses have the fifth fewest yards to go to pick up third downs against the Giants, they've been third best defense at avoiding conversions. So any way you slice it, they've just magically come up big. And that is, the bottom line of that is, is unsustainable. All of that's unsustainable. I think about our our, our old Megapod co-host Marco Ace, who always used to say, a team is not as good as they were last week or as bad as they were. The Cowboys yeah. certainly qualify, Right. I, they're not going to beat every team 40 to three, let alone a team of the caliber of the Minnesota Vikings. But that defense is epic. And I think they cover the nine and a half on Thanksgiving day. Those are my first two. Jeffrey. Just so you know, American is only down 40 to 36. Let's go American. <laughs> I, I don't even have a response to that. Spain has just scored their fifth goal to make it five nil in the 75, the 75th minute. Let me just explain why I'm bringing this up. Our buddy Drew Dinsick, who's been a Megapod guest, is in a side pool of a Calcutta. Uh-oh. Where, Costa Rica. Where what he has is, it's a side pool of, you have a team, you pick a team, and in any one game, we're talking about a one-game opponent, the most goals scored against that team is the object. So he has Iran. So Iran had six goals scored against oh, them. Oh, no. <laughs> and so he is sweating this big time right now that España has five goals. So oh, the next, my God. Yeah, it's tough for him. That would be brutal if he didn't be get home on a six. Loss. He already tweeted well, you better me. better bet team total Spain right now. He already tweeted me, RIP me. I don't blame him. Uh, I'm taking Jacksonville plus the four as my second pick against Baltimore. I, you know, the Ravens are weird because they've been up double digits in every single game. They have an elite quarterback, and yet every time I watch them, I come away saying, this is a team that's going to win a division, probably going away. Last week was another example of that, where Carolina was legitimately dreadful on offense. By the way, Sam Darnold starting instead of Baker Mayfield this week. Line didn't move at all. 100% the right move for Carolina, and like you said, the line didn't move at all. Granted, they're playing Denver. Hackett could do Hackett things. But you know what? The fact that Denver's a two and a half point favorite makes no sense either, though. The total's also 36, so we're in the Iowa range as well. But with Jacksonville, though, look, the analytics community loves Jacksonville that been in the top 10 most of the year. I think that's mostly skewed because of what we saw week two, where they decimated Indy and then followed it up by destroying Justin Herbert and the Chargers when Herbert was clearly not ready to play yet. But coming off a bye, Lawrence has gotten a little bit better as the years gone along. And this is more just the fate of Baltimore. I don't I, I don't know what it is. And they could torpedo me yet again. But they just don't look like the team that everyone claims they are. They look like a solid football team, but not quite, hey, this team could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I don't see it, so I'll take four with Jacksonville at home against Baltimore. I hear what you're saying about Baltimore too. And it makes, you know, what's amazing about that is I still have them power ranked as like the sixth or seventh I best I team, seventh. which tells you how bad this league is yeah. that they're sixth or seventh. Um, by the way, about Jacksonville, Jacksonville is three and seven and they have a plus 11 point differential. Contrast that with Minnesota, who is eight and two and they have a minus <laughs> two point differential. Dodd, number two. I'm in that same football game with the Jags and the Baltimores. 
Uh, I want to go over 43 and a half. Uh, I believe that's the number. Is that the number you guys have for it? I, it's evenly split with 44 and 43 and a half for me. Okay, so I can take the 43 and a half then officially? I think over I, four. Mm. Over 43 and a half. You tell me, Gilly. I'm seeing 43 and a half almost every Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Okay, so I have Baltimore over 43 and a half with the Jags. Uh, to me, the Jags have been an over team all year. Uh, they, they have three in a row unders, one against Denver. You throw that out, Denver goes under against everyone. And, and if you watch that game, that was that London game. It should have gone way over and somehow didn't. Uh, the Vegas game. 27-20, and it went under 48, which is a big number. And then the Kansas City game, those are the last three. But, you know, prior to that, they were playing – they played the Colts, a 34-17 game. Uh, they played the Eagles 29-21 earlier in the year. I just feel like Baltimore, after that terrible performance offensively against Carolina, is going to figure things out. They usually get up into the 20s. They got, you know, on the road, they got 27 at New Orleans. They got 27 at Tampa Bay. Uh, so I don't see why they should be able to get, you know, up into the 20s against Jacksonville. And I do like Jacksonville at home with their offense to, you know, to get me some points too. I just feel like it feels too low for a, a Jags game uh, over 43 and a half. I'll take also, I just feel like the Ravens have been, in, you know, they had, they weren't great early in the year offensively. And I, I mean, defensively remember the game against Miami where they gave up a million. Um, they blew that Buffalo game when they were ahead by a zillion in the second half. Uh, I just feel like they're, they're a team that's, that is not great on defense. And just because they held it, the saints in Carolina to 13 and three doesn't mean anything to me. So I'm going to go over 43 and a half in Baltimore Jags. All right. Ace, you get uh, your second and third here. We snake, by the way, why are you wearing the Cowboys hat? Is there a reason for that? Just give them a little future, a little free future to the, the viewers out there. They may want to jump on the Cowboys, a uh, little value there long term. Ah. Just giving it out there. I, somehow, me, we're just opposite on the totals. Either I'm going to have a big day or my man's going to have a big day. But I'm going to go back to Thanksgiving and uh, for my second bet. And I absolutely love the Patriots at Two and a half. It's a money line play. That's why I'm not concerned that it's off that key three because I was simply looking to bet them on the money line and also tie them up into teasers. They make a beautiful teaser up the plus eight and a half, tie them up with some things on Sunday. Uh, I think it's a great spot because it's a defense that's going to keep the game close at the very least. I mean, we know the mean absolute error in NFL's 10 plus points, so you don't want to tease a lot. Um, but there are some spots where I do think it does make sense. And I think when you have a, a New England defense that's playing like they've been playing, uh, the, the uh, teaser just makes a, a lot of sense to me. Um, bottom line with, with Minnesota, Phony is a $3 bill. I know you've heard me say that before. <laughs> and this is a perfect example of a team that's just phony. Um, it's the time of the year where you start to look at that Pythagorean wins. Um, and you look at their point differential. This is not a nine, eight, excuse me, an eight and two football team. They got a minus two point differential and I get it. They got blown out last week, but prior to last week going into last week, their point differential was awful for an eight and one football team. Um, bottom line, uh, it doesn't get any more simpler than that. It's a fade against Minnesota coupled with the perfect storm of New England coming off a win 
like they did against the Jets. I was on the wrong side of that. In fact, I had the Jets and watched that punt return crush my plus three and a half and plus four that I had on the game. Um, But still, you get a win like that off a division opponent when it matters, not like the Jets of yesteryear. And it's great momentum rolling into this week. Where on the flip side with Minnesota, it's the opposite. You just got blown out. But I think uh, that late game on Sunday, I mean, on Thursday, is why this line's still on the Minnesota side favored. I mean, this should be a pick em. I really do think on a neutral field, records aside, New England's the better football team, um, especially that defensive side of the football. They are going to be able to shut them down, uh, and I think they easily win this game. You don't need the points, but it's always nice to have a cushion and why not take the eight and a half on a teaser? Uh, but yeah, I'll use the Patriots as my second pick. I really like New England on Thursday. Well, Christian Darrisaw out again, it appears. Well, one thing. Hey, so you go ahead, go ahead Jeff. Right, I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask him if he's concerned about going against a team that lost forty to three, because typically yeah, we see in the yeah. NFL. Yes, I would if it wasn't a Minnesota Vikings team that was rolling. Like if they had outperformed the betting market for a number of weeks, so. It's not as if, like, I expect them all of a sudden to be looked down on. Like, they're not being faded by the betting public. I I didn't see that. Like, they came out as a three-point favorite against New England. Um, I don't think there's that rush to judgment as far as, oh, this team, like, I think they're phony. I thought they were phony going into that game. I had Dallas irrelevant. Um, but I, I'm not afraid of that word. It's a great point because usually I'm a huge mean reversionist. I look for it in all sports because we all revert back to the mean. It's just, yep. it's just a fact of life. Everything does. Every market, equities, crypto, sports, it doesn't matter. You go too far one way, it's going to come back the other way. It always does. And that's why when you underperform the betting market by five touchdowns, Usually you expect a bounce back, but I think that it's a perfect situation. You're on Thanksgiving. You're that primetime night game. You're at home. You're given less than a field goal. And on top of it, you're, you know, eight win football team. Yeah, I don't think they they got uh, enough of a correction off of that loss. I don't think it's been felt yet. Jeffrey? The thing I'm curious with New England is, because I was close to taking New England, they're not going to make my top three today. How much of what we've seen the last three games with New England is the fact that they went play, played against Zach Wilson, Sam Ellinger, Zach Wilson? Yeah. How much of that is that this defense, which has been great in those three games, how much of that is that that defense really is that good? And how much of it is that those quarterbacks are just dreadful, dreadful, dreadful? And look... It's a pretty good case study because you're getting Kirk Cousins in a prime time game right out of the shoot. So we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot this week about I look, Minnesota is what they are. They're gonna win the NFC North because everyone else sucks in that division. I I I agree with Ace. I think they're fraudulent as well. But we're gonna learn a lot about the Patriots on, on Thanksgiving night. Because if they are legitimately good, they do go to Minnesota and win that game. Ace. Like real quickly, the AFC East, like we give it no respect, but it's the only it's a really good division every this year. Team Every single team is positive point differential. 
Like they, they may not be the most, you know, the nine and one football teams or the eight that everyone's talking about or putting up a bunch of points. But every single one of those teams has a winning record and every one of them has a positive point differential. It's a competitive division. And looking at a team like New England, who's, um, you know, five and two in conference, two and one in that division and just sitting there at six and four, not getting much attention. I think there's a lot of value on a team like New England, again, where they've lost that historical luster that they've had for decades, you know, the last 15 plus years. For those wondering in the NFC East where everybody has a winning record, the Giants are plus one in point differential and Washington is minus nine. Uh, Ace, I was going to save this for the end of the show, but this is a tweet from AJ Caldera 23 because I've been promoting on a numbers game that you'd be on the Megapod this week. And he said, some of the bingo card selections for VR's return include one, I love this board. <laughs> These are great. Two, God bless America. What a country. Three, what a country. That's right. Three, fake is a $3 bill. Did you say that earlier? Fake is a $3 bill? I already got it. That's what Minnesota is. That one, that's a bingo. And uh, four, he said pros, but not referring to athletes. You refer to pros all the time. That's right. Not referring to athletes at all. He beats the Vegas lifestyle show, I think, on that one. All right, you're number three, sir. All right, I'm going to take you into... uh... You know what? I'm going to stick to prime time. I was going to give you, I'll share it anyway, because I love to give out. I, I tell you, I, I did. I bet the Buccaneers already, and I also bet the first half under in that game, sharing it out there. Uh, but instead, I'm going to take it to prime time Monday night. Is that okay if we go to Monday night? Of course. Uh, of course. Because I bet the Steelers. I love Pittsburgh. And this is as simple as this. Let's not get into the deep analytics. There's a lot of guys that are so much smarter than me out there that could come on and tell you all kind of data and stats and regurgitate all kinds of uh, stuff that isn't proprietary, but what have you. Um, anyway, but it's as simple as this. Who are the Colts to be favored over anybody? It doesn't matter who it is. Like, what in what world should the Colts be coming in as a favorite? They've done nothing but underperform. Let's not forget, coming into the season, this team was expected to win 10 football games. And that's the only reason they're still that, uh, maybe they're just unlucky or maybe, no, they're just terrible. They're a bad football team and they have no business being favored. That to me is as simple as it gets. And I get it. Pittsburgh is who we thought they were. I, I love that goal because they are. They're a three and seven football team. They're one game under 500 against the spread, kind of what you expect. Um, but they're in that underdog role. And I love that fact because it, there's just so much randomness in a 60-minute football game. We see it each and every week. And when you have a bad football team like the Indianapolis Colts in the favorites role, like in what world would I ever want to trade my money for that bet ticket? Like maybe if they're in an underdog, I could – make that argument but other than being home which they're below 500 at home like what is there really to to make them a favorite to me it's just that simple it's just a fade against a bad football team that's favored because someone has to be i guess and it's on monday night football and they're at home Uh, but i think again the steelers are in a great spot it's a reason for them to show up. It's a primetime game. You're a young, hungry football team. You know, you're not going to the playoffs, but it is a, a, a nice nationalized, televised game that matters for them. And I think you're going to get their A game. And their A game, which for a 3-7 and seven team, is good enough to beat a 4-6 and six team on a, a, any afternoon. Like, it, it's not as if it's 
out the realm of possibility that a three and seven team beats a four and six team. Uh, so for me, it's as simple as that. Again, not to make it any harder than it needs to be. Indianapolis has no business being favored, even against the three and seven Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me the Steelers. I'll take them on the money line. Points are for pussies. You could tease it. That's another <laughs> if it drops down. Um, but yeah, I give me the Steelers. It's primetime Monday night on the money line. They win this game in Indianapolis. What do you think about that, Yinzer? Well, I'll tell you this. The American Eagles take the lead against the Nathaniel Hackett of the college basketball coaching realm. That's Patrick Ewing. It's 53-52 in the Gilly Ice <laughs> Memorial. My American Eagles are making it a ball game plus uh, the 12. And Spain, uh, as Spain, as just, Yinzer, Spain just scored their sixth. The oh, Drew is no. dying. Oh, oh no. no. As and, far as the Yinzers go, I, will, I do want to say one thing about my boy Kenny Pickett. I haven't been real optimistic about Mr. Pickett. Pickett. Uh, up until now, he did show some green shoots of optimism last week when he did play pretty well in the freezing cold tundra here in uh, Pittsburgh. I did have uh, free parking at the Rivers. Uh, most people did not. You know, game day, they charge 60 bucks. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I will say that uh, I like the, I like Aces call era. It looks like a Tomlin-esque kind of ball game where he just yep. grinds it down. Yep. He, he grinds it down until halftime, and he just keeps grinding and grinding until Matt <laughs> ice on third and eight at 17 16 from the 34 plus 34 takes a sack and the Steelers have a chance to win this game oh my god hallelujah did, did, did you uh did you happen to hear the ESPN promo for this game no where it, 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 it it's buck it's buck on the voiceover where it's Tomlin and the Steelers big pause like bigger than usual Saturday in the Colts where it sounds like buck is trying with all his might even in the promo not to laugh at the fact that Jeff Saturday is coaching this game. Ryan still. Pickett, catch the fever. <laughs> What's your pick, Todd? I don't, you know what? I, I have, I'm just, I keep looking at these games and I just don't like anything, but I'm going to do this. I'm, here's what I'm going to do. If in doubt, go to the song. Miami Dolphins go over four to seven. Miami Dolphins, they love to score. Tua isn't a Hall of Famer, but he throws to Hall of Famers. We're going over 47 with the Hall of Famer, Davis Mills. Ace, okay. Ace, you see what happened after you left? You see what happened to this yeah, thing? Yeah, we got to bring the tricks back, too. I love it. Over 47. Miami against Houston. Miami is your over team extraordinaire in the National Football League. You cannot stop them. Those receivers are just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, you know, if you put almost any quarterback with these guys, with this, with Hill and, and and Waddle, I mean, it's ridiculous the weapons that Miami have. They score into the 30s every single game. Uh, Houston just had a terrible performance offensively. We have seen them show signs of life. Remember the game against the Giants, two games ago, where they were inside the 10 about a thousand times and only ended up with 16 points against Miami's defense, which is not that great. Why can't we get a 37 to, I don't know, 14 ball game, 37 to, you know, 35, 14. That gets me over 47. So give me over 47. There you go. You got your song, your Miami Dolphins song that everyone loves. You got your Yinzer talking at. So uh, you got everything you need. And uh, Spain oh, and no. Spain scores their seventh. I said on a, on a numbers game this morning they might win by a touchdown. And, and there did. it is. 
and there's still six, there's still five, six minutes of stoppage time. I have Costa Rica under a half as part of a parlay, so please keep no goals, Costa Rica. Um, well, they're not going to score. This is oh, just. Oh, please don't say that. Please take that back. No, I won't. They won't. They're so bad. American has the lead in the Gilly Ice Memorial. By the way, Patrick, did I I die? (laughs) When did I die? Well, just because your soul is dying uh, every day. Right. Apparently, I, want, I want to give you a little pro tip. You know how they have pro tips on Vison? Oh, I, I, I'm not aware bet of those. On Patrick Ewing, ever? I the look maybe a very nice man, but does not have this, the chops for college basketball coaching. This is just a sloppy f- basketball team. They've been sloppy for years. They're sloppier than than you've ever seen them this year. Oh my God, Patrick! Didn't Patrick Ewing have one year where they went winless in the Big East? Yes, but then uh, the following year they won the Big East tournament yeah, and they threw him a parade. Saved, they hit, saved his right. life. Because they, yeah. yeah. they got that lucky, they got that like lucky little run, but they're terrible. They Eight. really are terrible, and they will just drive you crazy with the ridiculous turn. They should be winning this game by 100. What do you were up what by do you, like what do you, okay, okay. When people listen to this, the game's going to be over. What do you have, Todd? Just get I it out of I have American your... plus 12. Okay. I said it before. I have American plus 12. Okay. I was down 17 in the first All half. Right. I was nervous. But Patrick Ewing brought me back. Ace, uh, this is on Twitter. This is from Sean underscore Gaff. It said, best ace quote was when you were talking about a suspended Jameis Winston for his Uber incident. And ace saying, quote, you can't do that since when? That's why I take lift. <laughs> Hashtag sprinkle. There you go. <laughs> that was awesome. That's <laughs> so true. I remember. Well, with the pro tip, I thought he was going to say, because I'd always like to share a couple pro tips. Never pay all the money up front. Never more than half. The service is going to be absolutely terrible. It's going to can't wait to get out the door. You never want to pay up front. What are we referring to specifically? Pro tips. I believe he's talking. Tips for pros. Wait, say again. I think he's. I think he's. He said pro tips. Oh. He, I think he's talking about transactions between. Oh, those kind of pro tips. People, I believe that's what those he's talking about. I'm not pro sure. Tips. <laughs> A literal <laughs> pro tip. Yes, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff's too young to hear this stuff. Go ahead, Jeff. Apparently so. Yeah. Um. So uh, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, you know what? See, he's paid the money all up front, and he got screwed before. He's remembering back now. Well, he's about to get married. He's about to. He's about so, to stop the a la carte ordering. He's so, going to be so just. Like, I wish I would have met Ace before. That would have never happened. I'd only gave him 10, 15 percent up front. It would have been the best hour of my life. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, um, so promise a big tip. So, so uh, I'll take Ace plus the points in any transaction. Me too. Yeah, I think that's three for three on that. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, so this line just moved moved on me while we while Todd was talking because he talked. But I really don't care. We're gonna. It's the same game Todd is on. We're gonna lay the damn lumber with the Miami Dolphins against the, those Houston Texans. It's thirteen and a half now. It legitimately just got bed in the last five minutes. Yeah. So, but I, I really don't care. Um, the Dolphins can't be covered by anyone. The only games they've been able to be covered, Hill and Waddle, were. The games that Skylar Thompson had to play in and Teddy Bridgewater had to play in where the Jets with great corners were able to shut those guys down with bad quarterback play. And the Vikings gave up a zillion yards. They just kept them out of the end zone. But other than those two games, no one can cover these dudes. It's amazing. These dudes are so fast. Tyreek Hill is the offensive player of the year. I don't care what anyone else says. If you can get anything north of plus 250, that's a good bet still. Waddle is awesome. And the Houston Texans have given up, completely given up. And Lo- Lovey Smith is worthless. He's totally worthless, totally worthless. And Miami, look, they're in a they're in a big time race in the AFC East, as A said earlier. All four of those teams, if all four of those teams had competent quarterback play, I would say all four of them would have a chance to actually make make a big run in the playoffs. Two of those teams don't have competent quarterback play. That's why New England and the Jets are clearly behind Miami and Buffalo in that division right now. But if Miami wants to play even three and a half quarters here, they're scoring 35 points in this game. And the only reason I'm not following Todd and taking me over is Houston, despite the fact that Miami's defense stinks, Houston could very easily put up a 10 in this game. So I'd rather just lay the lumber. I'll take my hand. Outdoor touchdown. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, but Davis Mills, this is an outdoor game for Davis Mills. He is, (laughs) as we know, horrible outdoors, now mediocre at home. Jeff has to re-jigger his whole (laughs) Davis Mills thing. Yes, he's now mediocre at home. He's really good, Gil, when they play in white uniforms. (laughs) um, By the way, the thing about Waddle and, uh, and Hill, like you think about how people people revered Duper and Clayton. That was all Dan Marino, and you just think about like what are the two best? What are the best duos in NFL history? It's got to be it's got to be Rice and Taylor, right? Swan and Stallworth in that. What are Ian's talking about? Swan and Stallworth, but like I, I really think like Hill and Waddle have the potential to be in that group. By the way, best trio of all time: Monk, Clark, Sanders. Best quartet of all time. Let's oh, see how so good you are. The Hogs. No, no, best quartet of wideouts. <laughs> I know. I was kidding. Givens, Hill, Jeffries, and Curtis Duncan with the Oilers. Uh, Never got better. Than oh, that. oh yeah, they were they were very good up thirty two three, I believe, in games. Th- <laughs> being up thirty two three, I believe they're uh, yeah, yeah, they're zero and one. Uh, I actually won that game. I had the Bills minus the two and a half. Oh wow! And Frank Reich came back. Yes, he with did. Beauty. Thank God they didn't have replay because the Andre Reid touchdown wouldn't have counted. Forty-one thirty-eight. Then the greatest comeback of all time. Do you know who else played that same day in the playoffs? Um, Washington certain, did not play. It was that a day. Hall of Famer who died early. Who? 
Reggie White and the the Eagles was the game right after that ball game. It was a great game. Well, first we had Indiana, Kentucky, and college basketball. Who did, okay, Todd. Okay. Right. okay. <laughs> who, who, did, who did Philadelphia play that day in the playoffs? Uh, Philadelphia, I don't remember. I just remember they were really good that, that year. It was the Eagles with Reggie White, and you couldn't block them. And uh, it, that was the game right after that amazing was, comeback. Uh, it was uh, very simple. I'll, I'll make it quick here, uh, Gil, uh, so mm. we're not continuing on 1992. Philadelphia beat New Orleans 36-20. to Philly oh, scored 26 points in the fourth quarter in that game to come from behind. God, I don't remember that game at all. I was not alive yet. Jeff was not well, alive. Jeffrey, yeah, you alive missed yet. the greatest comeback in National Football League history. Yes, it was 32-3 in the second half. It was amazing. We all remember where we were for that game. It was really incredible. Ace, where were you? Definitely Ace, do you remember where wa- you were? For sure not watching it. I don't remember it. So that definitely not watching it. But I, I try to make that a habit, honestly. That's the one thing. And a lot of the people don't believe me, but I really try not to watch any of this stuff. It just because it makes you so biased. And after like doing it for as long as I have, I've won a game and lost the game every possible way. And because I bet volume, like it thought like one game really doesn't matter. So I'd be sitting there like a crack addict looking at scores, like eight, like back in the day, picking up the score phone to call to hear them over and over again. I just score seriously. Now I do I it kind of like just any other market. It's like I, I buy stock. I don't cheer it in. Like, I'm not sitting there going, yeah, Tesla. Yeah, go Tesla. Like, <laughs> you think it's a good price, and, you wait, and if it goes up, you sell it. Like, I'm not cheering in. Like, yes, I shorted, you know, uh, who did I short last week? Uh, I shorted um, JP Morgan. I shorted JP Morgan and ExxonMobil. Like, because I think they're going to drop, but I'm not sitting there, like, cheering against them. Like, reading every day, looking in the thing. I don't know. I just... After you do something for so long or or you get past the why you're doing it, like I now do it for profit. So it it, it, it just it's a little bit different. Like you get past all the nonsense. Got to remember, me and, we've been doing this now for so long, Gil. Yeah. I was just thinking real quickly in the time of your podcast, mm-hmm. like how how things have changed. When it's we amazing. Started, it's like gam sports betting was almost was illegal everywhere. No one, like, no one in the leagues wouldn't want to talk about it. And yet, here we are now. It's like, they're just, every commercial is about parlays and bet here, bet there, bet here, bet there. Drug, when we were growing up, it was like putting warning labels on CDs because it was like NWA. And now it's like, <laughs> yeah. we score on every corner. Like, we know that everything just, like, changed so quickly. So what I'm getting at is, just don't take it all so seriously. And that's why I try not to dive into watching the stuff as well, because I bet it seriously. And like, if you're doing it for entertainment, it's different. Like then have at it, have fun. That It's different. But if you're doing it for profit, it's just not fun watching it. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I'm just different. I watch everything. I feel like you can learn. You can learn so yeah. much by watching. I'm just not wired that way. Doctor Bob used to say all the time to me. He used to wear. He used to wear it like as a badge of honor. He goes, "Gil, I don't, I don't watch any of it." Like and I used to say yeah, to Bob, "It's not even a bad." I, don't, right. I just disagree because what I see is this, and I've learned from MMA that, like, we've even know from the courts, like the legal system, the justice system has told us that the least reliable testimony is eyewitness. Like it. it 
what we see and what's actually happening could be two completely different things. Our perception plays such a huge role where unlike with data and numbers where it's irrelevant, like how you're feeling that second that you're watching it no, it's is a, irrelevant. It's That's a, why it's like it's a I good debate. To to yeah. No, it's a good debate. I argue it, the it's, goulash. I argue for goulash. You've got to see and you've got to. I, look I agree at the stats. with Todd. I agree with Todd. It's, uh, it's a goulash model because if you're just on the stats, you miss little certain things. For example, a team can be moving the ball two yards per play and then hit an 81 yard play, and all of a sudden the stats look normal, or and, and vice versa. You know, if you don't watch this American Georgetown game, you don't realize how bad <laughs> Patrick Ewing is as a coach. Also, no, I'm, I'm just kidding about that. You. But uh, but but seriously. <laughs> I, I do believe that, and also for in-game, and, and I take your point that you can be biased, but if yes. you've watched enough ball games, if you've watched enough ball games, I'm not talking about if you, you watch you know recreationally. I'm talking about if you watch hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games, and then you can put the stats of a game to the what it looks like in, in, a, in, in reality, you can really pick stuff out, Ace, because right, you can see. Things, but how do you do that? Seriously, I think this is a great conversation for the, the listeners. Like what I'm saying is. Okay, I'll give you an example. You want five, me to give you an example? Even if I'm, even if I'm low volume and I'm only going to bet five sides today, let's say out of all the college okay. basketball, I'm going to bet five sides. So okay. realistically, I should go back and watch the last three or four or five games of each five of those teams, right? And they're opponents. Oh, I bet you if you did, I bet you if you had the if you had the time to do it, it would be very That's worthwhile. What I'm saying, but who does? But we don't. So then, what's what's the point of watching any of it? Is what I well, mean. I'll, give exa- I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of where I think it is. Here's an example of where I think it is, Gilly. If we have like a minute just to do this, real please quick. keep it to a minute. Okay. For example. College football games, you're going to see a lot of teams averaging upwards of nine yards a play, okay? If you're watching those games and you're seeing the stats and you're at like the the 12 minutes left in the second quarter and you see a team's averaging over nine yards a play and you're watching the game and you see why they're averaging nine and a half yards a play, you can bet their team total over and win at a ridiculously alarming rate. And I'm just giving you that as one example. But if you know what it looks like when a team is averaging nine yards a play and it's not fictional because you've seen it so many times, you can take advantage of that. Gilly, do you, I would would agree. I would agree with Todd. I I think it is a, I think it is a tried and true debate. I think it's a great one to have through the years. And what I was saying before, Dr. Bob, who's, you know, pioneer in using analytics to predict sports, he used to wear it as a badge of honor, probably still does. He used to say, Oh, Gil, I don't watch, you know, I don't watch nearly, nearly as much as you do. I, I I had the hint I had the hint that he probably watched more than he was letting on, but he thought it was like sort of a badge of honor. And I always used to say to him, I go, you know what, Bob, I'm not wired that way. And I believe the more that I watch, it can only help me. Um, Plus, in game's the best market there yeah, is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's it's. I mean, Ace, where are you no, going to find a game? Right. No, no, no. In game's a different animal. That's a different. But that's animal. why. You're catching but that's why. But that's why. Play. That's why we watch. Ace, that's what. That's like day trading. That's a completely different animal. You have. But to that's be why we're watching. You're betting. You're betting time, like specific right. moments in time. So you have to be in the moment. That's completely different. When we're betting a game on Tuesday that goes Sunday, you're swing trading. 
You're not day trading. You don't have to be right there on top of it. That's all I'm saying. It's completely different. It's you either have an edge with your approach or you don't. It's kind of like an advantage blackjack player. I could sit there and watch the dealer for 18 hours. It's not going to make me a winning blackjack player. I either have an approach that beats the game or I don't. Like, you know, I understand your point. I I understand your point. It's going to help me. What I'm saying, that's my. I that's think there's like, still new ones. I'm trying to I learn. Think... I swear to God, I, I want to. Like I'm a student of, of betting, and that's why I ask these because I I respect your all of your opinions so much. I like to learn, and that's. But just I something just think there's nuance. Even 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 if you're not in game betting, I still think there are nuances there that if you don't watch the game, like especially in the NFL where everything is so tight, and you you start to pick up why Vrabel can win games that you don't yeah. think he would otherwise win. You start to pick up why Tomlin can somehow find a way to, with smoke and mirrors, be in the ball game at the end of the game. You start picking up these little subtle clues. And, and that's if you're a wise watcher. 99% of the people are not going to get it. I agree with you on that. It's also like, again, like for like for Den, for the Denver game. That was like the that, Hackett that, thing is the perfect example. The Hackett example. thing is the perfect example yeah. of this, where if you're not watching a game and you look at the box score, it's like, oh, it was a coin flip game. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> five no, things had true. five things Absolutely. Had, yeah, five things had to happen for Denver to lose, and six things ended up happening because Hackett's a moron. No, I, I, I yeah. agree. No, I and just, it, I, Quickly, so we don't keep going on this. I'm just saying, if you're if you're just following one or team, five teams, I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think if you're betting multiple markets, multiple sports, and volume, it's just too big of a task to follow 20 different teams in five different betting markets and actually study the game while you're watching it, and then have the time to also analyze, handicap the data you gathered from that to then find an edge the next time they play. Well, I think if you just pick one team and religiously follow them, I think it makes sense. But again, if you're betting five different sports betting markets and betting 20 games, I just think it's too difficult to grasp actionable information from all of them. Let me step in and, and end this. And this is what makes this sports betting such a fascinating canvas, yeah. which to yes, argue absolutely. about. Um, there's many ways to skin the cat. And, yeah. and and one should do what works for them. Exactly. 100%. Don't change what you're doing if you're winning. God bless you. You nailed it. That's so true. That's so true. By the way, by the way, I'm not even I understand Ace's point and I and right, Todd, I take it was it over. Also. It was over, Todd. <laughs> All, right. All right, we gotta move on. Uh, right. your last pick, Gilly? Uh last pick. Speaking of your your comment about the Broncos, I'm fading the Raiders. I'm taking the Seahawks. I've been on them all year. Uh, I see no reason to uh go off that right here. So the Seahawks are laying three in the hook. At home against the Raiders, I think Geno Smith and that Raid and that uh, Seahawks running game just has its way with the Raiders. Um, they're not going to be able. The Raiders are not going to be able to stop the Seahawks, and I do think that they're able to stop the Raiders uh, on the other side of the ball. Uh, I'll make it quick because we got to go. We have a hard out, but Seahawks minus three and a half, my number three pick. Let's go to the teasers. Teasers have have just absolutely sucked for for all of us. Ace, though, we are uh, we are required to come up with a two-team, six-point teaser of the week. What would be it for you? Yeah, the Wong hasn't been good this year. It's just how it goes, man. That's why everybody's been getting killed that's been doing it. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and not Wong to get betters of a little more action. Let's go with the Eagles on Sunday night against the uh, Green Bay. I know it's square to square as they come, but I think you get this Eagle team. That does bounce back and gets the win at home. 
uh, bottom line. It's, 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 again, square, but I think it makes sense. Uh, and then let's go ahead and tie them up with another, uh, and also low total. You want to look for low total. Oh, Carolina, Denver. Yeah, low total there, 36 and a half. We take Carolina at home all the way up to eight, eight and a half. So let's go Carolina through the touchdown and take the birds to a little primetime action at home just to get it done in the game. Out I, I thought you were going to take New England because you loved them so much. I was, the- but I wanted to give a little more stuff. Yeah, all right. I was. I was going to say New England uh, fits that parameter also. New England or Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh also. You want to say something, Jeffrey? Nope. I'm oh, good. Okay. Thought you were waving. All right. Dottie. Dodd. I didn't. Re- I, first of all, I didn't realize we had a hard at in that. If you would have told me that yeah, Yens had a hard at, I wouldn't have continued with the conversation, but I thought it was an interesting conversation. I'd like to apologize. It, it was, but we can't go 20 minutes on it. No, I know. I'm apologizing. I'm saying I'm sorry right. for, for, for going too long. Had I known it was a hard out, I wouldn't have gone so long. Anyways, uh, Eagles minus one. I'm with Ace on that. I'm taking my Yenzers plus eight and a half. I think Tomlin's going to do, you know, you know what he does. <laughs> you know what he does. Plus eight and a half. You know what he does. Uh, say, is there a Mike Tomlin stat any of us know? Oh, yeah. They never had a losing record. That's right. Jeffrey? Because he's a Yenzer. <laughs> Stillers up to eight and a half. I'm I'm with everyone there. And then against my better judgment, Uh-oh. I'm gonna push the Titans up to seven and a half. That's what I'm doing. Against the Cincinnati Bengals. Why do you think that's against your better judgment? Because the one thing that has happened this year, and part of the reason that I think Wong teasers have blown up like they have, good offenses have blown up teaser uh, those teaser legs this year. So I'm a little bit concerned. It looks like Chase is going to come back for Cincinnati, but Vrabel blows up everything the other way because he just continues to win games with this mediocre roster he has in Nashville. I'm doing the Titans because I don't think they should have been the dogs. I think they should have been the one-and-a-half-point favorites instead. So I'm definitely taking the Titans up through the three and the seven, and I'm going to take the Panthers just because I don't think the Broncos – can blow them off the field, Sam Darnold can or not. Can beat anyone. Right. Yeah. Can beat anyone by eight. So, <laughs> I'm, so I'm going Titans-Panthers. And by the way, the Broncos stat replaces the Matt Rule stat as the best stat of the year. Remember the Matt Rule stat when he was the coach of the Panthers, that uh, if, if the other team scored 17 or more points, they were like 1-26 in 26 or 1-27 in 27 in the Matt Rule administration. The Broncos now... If they had scored 18 points in regulation in all of their games this year, they would be 9-1. and one. Oh, man. God, is that bad. Uh, instead, they are, uh, they are, fl- they are just an also-ran team in the National Football League. And instead of being 9-1, uh, and one, what are they, 3-7, and seven, the Broncos? Yep. Yeah, 3-7 and seven instead. God. Just want to throw something out here real quick, uh, and this now makes sense why the number moved to the Miami game. Kyle Allen's going to start for Houston this week. Kyle Allen started for Houston. Yeah. There so, it is. So well, there you go. The so, Hall of Famer's well, been he's benched. he's a Hall of Famer on the road. He's a Hall of Famer on the road. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting texts like, I'm starting to think Spain is better than Costa Rica. <laughs> That's from what makes you say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see if there's any more. Uh, oh, man, the tweets are coming in on all this stuff. Uh, they oh, are, yeah, we have a hard out, you know that. That, uh, that Pepsi guy, so freaking pumped to have Gianni back. Been too damn long, if you ask me. I can't wait, and I hope My some. Man, he knows. And I hope some of the conversations go sideways. Already has, that's they for have. sure. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Do 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 do. Look, we learned. If we learned one thing, we learned about transactional being transactional and never paying one hundred percent up front. Uh, Preflop. 
that's the that's the you don't understand. That's the Hall of Fame of this show is the Vegas lifestyle show. That's how that's how Ace. Cut I know. His teeth. I, I, I know about the history of the oh, uh, yeah. Megapod. Uh, let's see here. Do 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 do. I'm trying to see if there's any more here. A whole bunch of people chiming in on the old Twitter machine. Oh, Chrissy Anderson. Ah, Mike Gawite as the proper pronunciation, no matter how it's spelled for your boy. All right, final two questions of every Megapod. <laughs> From the show's inception, which of the big favorites is the most likely to lose outright? It's the first of the final two, and there are a lot of choices. Buffalo, nine and a half point favorites on Thanksgiving at Detroit. Cowboys, nine and a half point favorites at home against the Giants. These are massive favorites. Dolphins, 13-point favorites at home against the Texans. The uh, Kansas City-Omaha Chiefs, 14.5-point favorites at home against the Rams. Niners, 9.5-point favorites at home against the Saints. Should I keep the Eagles in? There's still a touchdown. Say the Eagles, 7-point favorites at home against the Packers. Which ace of those is most likely to lose outright? San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. I... Saints haven't won a road game yet. Hear, hear me out. Oh, I mean, they, they've won one road game, excuse me, uh, uh, so far this season. But they're the type of team that has the ability to, like, come back or even keep it close. Like, you, you've seen some of those games that they've lost. They put up points. Like you saw against even Cincinnati, who put up 30 against them. They put up 26. Uh, Arizona put up 42. They put up 34. Like they put points up. And when a team's able to put up points in a 60-minute game, they could beat an opponent. And especially a team like San Francisco, who is coming off a couple weeks where they've definitely outperformed the betting market, at least two of the last three where they've covered the spread by more than two touchdowns. So you're looking a little overvalued as well. I think it's a good spot for a letdown for San Francisco. I'd like the the Saints to, uh, they beat the Rams last week, should roll here. Uh, again, not, not likely, uh, but probable. All right, San Francisco 49ers. Team most likely to lose outright to the Saints. Todd? I have the same thing because with Jimmy G, every time he goes back to pass, you're just terrified. You're just you're just terrified with that guy. If you bet on the 49ers and Jimmy G goes back, I just want them to hand the ball off. When I take the Niners, I turn around Jimmy and give it to the guy behind you. I don't know. I don't care who it is. Just run the football because every time that guy goes back to pass, I am terrified when you know, I have the Niners. You know, despite their record. Cousins still is more terrifying for me because there's something about his ball that he throws that I'm like, that is never getting to the receiver. And somehow it has gotten there. But Jimmy G throws the ball and it bounces around and it tips off this guy's hand and it tips off that guy's <laughs> hand. It's so nerve-wracking. record. Like, at least talent-wise, I think this team is. The Jets and Jimmy Garoppolo to beat Aiden two right now, but that's a different argument for a different day. Um, I am going to uh, just stay on brand here and do it like I do every single week with this question, and I'll say the Bills to Detroit, even though I don't really buy that this week. Yeah, I'm going to say Bills to Detroit, even though I don't really buy it either. But since someone asked the question, I mean, I have to give an answer. Yeah. I, 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 Dallas was number four this week for me, Guild. I think Dallas is just going to. I do Rip too. up the Giants. I do too. By the way, if I, if I had not picked the Bills, I would have taken the Eagles. Not because I think Green Bay's any good, but I don't. I don't know. The Eagles, man, look awfully shaky to me right now. All right, then the final question: We live in a bizarro world, Ace. We have to bet every single one of these games on the uh, side. 
but we're allowed one free pass. What is the game you want no part of, sir? Bears Jets sticking out to me. Uh, Jets because I got they away they burned me last week, so it's a little taste in my mouth. Also, um, probably again a, a try to keep my bias out of it, but obviously it's poked its head here. And uh, you have a three and a Chicago team on the road. Nothing gets me excited about this game. I don't even know if it's uh, the totals up. I see some places it was off. Just a game I'm not. Uh, Interested in at all? Jets, Chicago. Especially, we, do we know about Justin Fields yet in this game? Eberflus claims Eberflus Eberflus claims he's back at practice today. Mm. Claims, claims. So. The total dropped four points. The lines moved, went up, then down. It's just one of those ugly games. Dad, well, you forgot the most important question. What's the score in the Vegas uh, Memorial uh, Bowl game? It's the uh, American Eagles sixty-six, the Georgetown Hoya sixty-four. With just a minute and a half to go, you got to turn it on, folks. You really, okay. you really can't um, help yourself, can you? No, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> game that I don't want any part of: uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Cleve Brownies. Uh, I have no idea what I'm getting with this Buccaneer team. Is it is it Tom Brady good? Is Tom Brady bad? Is can the Buccaneers move the ball? Can they not? Are the Browns good? Sometimes they look amazing. Sometimes they look terrible. Get out of that game. That's my choice too. I I have no clue about that game. By the way, it's also Jacoby. Should be pointed out. It's also Jacoby Brissett's Final last start. game as quarterback. So literally, this could be the Jacoby Brissett, I don't give a fuck game where he just like, I'm throwing the ball like down feel like he could do whatever he wants because he knows Deshaun is right is coming in no matter what. So like he could just it's the, we could Kelly, get some fun. Kelly called the Kelly Bidlin from a numbers game called it the Jacoby Brissett's YOLO game. I, so it, I mean, it, it could, will be. I don't know. I don't know what you know to do with that. By the way, the uh, Todd Wishing have uh, updates for an audience of one. Our, my good friend Ben Florence, an American University grad, will. will Love the updates. Yes, but will Ben like them in retroactively? Will he like them? Yeah, he'll be fine. Everybody loves those. Todd's met my uh, my friend Ben in the past uh, uh, and uh, introduced him to the uh, popcorn upstairs at the bowling alley. Oh, the old popcorn Um, hack. The old popcorn hack uh, here at South Point. But my my, my pick for this one is the Chargers and the Cardinals because Mm. I don't know what else. I don't know what the Chargers still are. I think they're good, but. Why will Keenan Allen be able to stay on the field? Mike Williams couldn't even make it through the game oh, on Sunday dude. Yeah. Uh, against the Chiefs. And then the Cardinals, like, just enough of Kingsbury already. But with no Kyler, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if this is a little bit tighter. But I also wouldn't be shocked if the Chargers win by a billion. So no, nothing for me. Dr. Bob just sent his uh, teaser of the week, New England and Pittsburgh. He went okay. There we go. Long-y. Oh, love it. Love it. Long and long. Nothing wrong with that. All right, gentlemen, we've done all we can do uh, for Todd Wishna from his mom's cork attic. Nice job out of you today, Todd. By nice, I mean nice. <laughs> Jeff Parlay also here on the side. Boy, uh, I don't hear you saying anything to Ace. I thought Ace was fantastic. Don't I, uh, cast dispersions. Excuse me, we're crescendoing to Ace. What 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 about like the finishing of a thought? Don't you get like why did you? Well, miss because that? you cast dispersions at me. And Ace, Johnny, <laughs> Vegas runner, who uh, upon whose shoulders this show was built for so many years. Eight years together on this show with Marco. Um, good for you, man. Congratulations on all your success. Wager Talk, UFC. What are you doing with UFC these days? I got two shows on Fight Pass. I got a podcast and a show. We're starting our fifth season for that show, actually, uh, in 2023. And uh, signed a deal for a podcast last year. So that's 
now about six, seven months in, enjoying doing that. And the goal for 2023 is honestly more content. I haven't done enough the last year or two. And there's just so much nonsense out there. Someone has to put a stop to it. I almost feel a responsibility. There you go. Step up and produce a little more content. So that's the goal for 2023. I love it. Great seeing you, man. At Greek Thank underscore gambler. Me. And happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Happy Thanksgiving to uh, everybody who's listening. We appreciate you uh, being so loyal to the pod throughout these years. Happy Thanksgiving. Good luck with all your bets, Thanksgiving and on Sunday and Monday. NFL Week 12. Appreciate you listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.